Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. Hello, lovelies. This new episode is being released on April 10th, 2020. That is important because if you are listening to this sometime off in the future, um, it might be helpful to know that this is during um, our shelter in place, our quarantine for the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic, that most of us are at home and we're all here under different circumstances. Today, I want to talk about that, embracing where we've landed for this experience, and then also some communication things that can help make this easier and ultimately um, help us with our awakening and moving forward through this and beyond it. So the first thing I really feel like is important for us to acknowledge and accept is that we have landed here, not just dealing with this pandemic, but however we're set dealing it, dealing with it, if you are home alone, there is a divine order and presence in that. If you are with a partner or with a partner you were about to break up with, if you are with your family, uh, somebody else's kids, <laughs> right? Um, an adult with their parents, you know, there are a lot, countless, too many to name different scenarios that you may be in right now as you listen to this this who are you quarantined with question. I want to urge each of you to take that value to not sit there and think, oh, this would be easier if I was alone. Oh, this would be easier if I was with a partner. Oh, this, oh, that. I want you to accept the divine order of your placement in this moment and really utilize it, right? If you are alone, This is a time to explore the self, true mindfulness, being present, and to embrace this very Buddhist concept that loneliness is opportunity. It's a reminder that you are not paying attention to your connection self to self, self to universe, to God, to spirit, whatever you choose to call it. If you are with your partner, it is a reminder of empathy, but also self-reliance. Just because you are sheltered in with someone else, another adult who is quote unquote supposed to help you deal, comfort you, all of the things. Beloved, it is often selfish for us to take that on, to expect that our partner should be able to have his or her shit together just because we happen to need them in that moment. They may not have the bandwidth. They might have had it an hour ago. They might have it tomorrow. But if they don't have it today, self-reliance is the answer. It's true unconditional love to say, despite the fact I wish that you could comfort me today, I understand that as you deal with this within yourself, it just may be too much to ask. If you are with your children, and really, truly, any of these goes across the board, right? But if you're with your children, beloved, remember respect. 
respect them as individuals who deal with anxiety in their own way, who deal with stress in their own way. This may manifest in ways that don't make sense because they don't know. And the way that you speak to them will become their inner dialogue. If you tell them that they're acting ridiculous, that is what they're going to place on their stress and strain, which may only make it more toxic and build it for the rest of their lives. If you tell them that they're not allowed to be cranky or sad or anything else, you're being a hypocrite because don't you allow yourself that grace. You must respect them and take responsibility that we are building their inner dialogue, their resiliency. That doesn't mean, or perhaps it definitely does not mean that we put on some show for them. We should not. But it does mean that we embrace the best version of ourselves. Because that's why they chose us in the first place. Beloved, so many are in survival mode right now, right? They're just doing the best that they think they can. They are being defensive maybe because they feel like any giving in of anything is weakness. Or maybe they're fighting you over things that seem stupid. I talked to somebody today, she and her husband have been fighting over all kinds of things that now of all times should be obvious that it does not matter. The way the leaves are raked, right? Whether or not you let the dog sit on the couch. I mean, I get that people have some strong opinions about these things, but is that worth fighting about ever? Certainly not today, right now. If one of you needed to rake the leaves to get out some energy, great. Does it matter how it was done? Why? It's survival mode. Some people can't do better. It's all that they know. And if they haven't already been in a place of personal growth and awakening, to expect them to be able to magically do it now is pretty unrealistic. Though some will. And those of us who've already been on this path, beloved, we have the responsibility, the motivation, the expectation that we will embrace everything that we have learned, everything that we are, are, that tiny voice inside of us that says, don't fight this. We have to listen, beloved, and we must give in to our spiritual knowledge, experience, and awakening. This is a time for us to flow over the rocks. If you're caught up, you've definitely heard me talk about Taoism before. And I love this. I think that the Taoist philosophy on life is perhaps the most simply stated and effective one, right? For those of you who don't know, it is this idea that we flow down the river and we let it carry us. We let life carry us. It will carry us safely around the rocks and around the rapids as long as we don't try to control the rapids or grasp onto the rocks. And we should flow, right? Anxiety is stepping out of the river and just standing on the side and watching it go by. Right now, we're being called upon to rise up over the rocks, to listen to our intuition let it be louder and stronger than our fears, than the news, than our friend who wants to wrangle us into their fear or conspiracy theory or whatever else it happens to be. We can rise 
up. We can raise our life above the rocks and soar. And we can use this moment in time, our own survival mechanism, to train ourselves to listen so carefully to what we know at our core is true, that we are up above those rocks and we can claim that as our normal state of being. There's only one possible negative to that. It is that once you truly get in the flow of that, you don't get to go backwards. You don't get to turn around and fight the current. You don't get to ignore your intuition again, because if you do, you'll sink just enough in the water to hit your head on the rocks, <laughs> right? And in that place of soaring above the challenges, we see them, we just don't interact with them. We take their power away instantly, either by the pre-preparation <laughs> of our intuition, or by the answering of what we would do if it gained power that dissolves it. And it puts us in a place of confidence. Confidence, not dominance. And herein lies perhaps the most important part of how we're going to interact and communicate with other people, especially anyone that would be a peer, right? Our siblings are parents are partners. We have to exist in confidence, but not dominance. Beloved, we cannot make them align to the truth. We cannot remove their fear or give them fear. We cannot make them be supportive or make them deal with their own emotions. We cannot dominate them. That is not possible. And the more dominant you try to make your position, your energy, your anything, the more power you lose because resistance brings more resistance and the two press against each other. When you are confident, you don't push back. You just stand in your own confidence, your own directedness, your own choices, your own emotions. And therefore, the other person has no choice but to look at themselves. And if that means they need to go outside and kick rocks and pout or do whatever, or maybe you need to go outside and kick rocks and say your affirmations or whatever, right? We just take that moment. Don't get sucked in. I have said multiple times since this began, this is a useless argument. I don't have the bandwidth for this because it's just not important. Can we do that for ourselves, for each other? It's, this is not important. Maybe it's just something that we don't have to agree on. Maybe it's just totally not true. Maybe it's something that is a hypothetical. Maybe it's somebody else trying to tell you how you feel or what you think or what you saw or experienced. Why do we fight that? There's no fight there. And we can say that as long as we're calm. There is simply no fight here. I'm not going to push this anymore. Beloved, allow yourself to not allow frustration or argument when it is not necessary. Rewire your default reactions and frustrations 
we have to remember that when we're dealing with another person, we cannot be totally sure what their bandwidth is on any given day. And we just have to look at how they're using it, right? What all have they put in and is it their best? And it probably is, especially right now. And sure, we may have some fantasy of what they, they react like, what they look like, how they communicate. We may have some desire for it to be something different, but that is our fault. We have to check in with ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, am I taking this the way that he means it? Am I interpreting what she is saying in a way that is not aligned with her intention? Do her words betray her? Perhaps it's as simple as that word means something different to you and me. Maybe it's as simple as expressing our emotions in a way that's not even connected to what's really going on. We had some work done on some of our trees. It was planned before all this happened and we decided to continue with the work that they were counting on it and that ultimately it was in the best interest of our trees and our roof and everything else for it to be done. And so they came and they went, and it was more than we expected. And we're kind of hippies, <laughs> right? Like, I don't like to cut off branches that don't need to be cut off. I, I like to let things grow where they decide they want to be, right? We went out and we looked, and my children, who also love trees, my son was heartbroken and angry. What did they do to my trees? He broke. And yes. It was about the trees, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. My husband's first reaction was to say, it's not a big deal, get over it. I had to stop him. Let this child feel, or it could have been an adult or anyone else, right? Feel, if your emotion, if your experience is being drawn out by something else, allow it, just be it, just do it right? Feel it. Don't spiritually bypass what you're feeling. Let whatever draws it out, draw it out. He needed to have that moment so that then once he was calm, I could say, this is about more than the trees. It's about everything going on. And you haven't let any of it make you sad or angry till right now. Sigh of relief. Because he was allowed to have his experience Allow that, whether it is your children, your partner, yourself, your sister on the phone from the other side of the country, your parents who are swearing it's a conspiracy theory, whatever it is, let them feel what they are feeling, but don't let it get on you. Don't fight for no reason to fight. Give them the grace of not being who you think you need them to be right now because the person that you need to be strong, the person that you need to have wise words, the person that you need to hold space for you is you. When we do that for ourselves, we release it. We step out of survival mode. We avoid spiritual bypass. 
We release our emotions and then we choose to see that the other person is doing the best that they can. And you may get some clarity about your relationship through this. I've already talked to some people who have decided this will be the end of their partnership. I actually have two people who were ready to end their partnerships who found out that this was a reminder to reevaluate and to see clearly and that there's no one else they want to be with. Some people have told me that they have discovered through this that partnership isn't even something that they want at all. And some who have decided they've spent too long pushing it away. We can only figure these things out when we remember that the true conversation, the true support, the true validation, all of it comes from within. Sacred marriage is the self to the self. And it allows unconditional love. It allows us to look at any other given human being and recognize that who they are, how they react, what their best is, is theirs. And who are we to be disappointed or upset with them doing the best that they can? We don't have to like it. But we don't have to take it personally. Instead of being hurt, Oh, he didn't have the words to say, oh, he started an argument when what I needed was a hug or what the hell ever it is, right? Instead of dwelling there, we have to say, okay, he doesn't owe it to me to have his shit together right now. It's not up to me if he's capable right now. My comfort is my own. And when he has the bandwidth, he'll come find me. Or I'll be standing right there, silently by his side, ready. Or who knows? Maybe I won't have the bandwidth for his shit. <laughs> Not out of choice. But because we can honor our own limitations as well. Confidence, not dominance. True mindfulness. That knowing that we are never alone, whether there's no one physically present or we are with someone who is not emotionally present or available, or maybe we're having to be strong for kids who need us to be or adults who need us to be. Whatever it is, we are going through this experience exactly where we belong. And the only real question is, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? How will we revalue our things and our thoughts? How will we create not just survival techniques, but true change, lasting change in the way that we treat ourselves, that we love ourselves, that we see ourselves, that we think about ourselves, and the way that we accept and see others, the grace that we give to everyone, including ourselves, and the actions that we must take. Because, beloved, that thing that haunts you, whether it's 
politics or information or finances or whatever. Do not let it eat you. Create a plan. Make sure you go vote or change your career. Get some training. Do something. There's always a choice. Always. It might take time because we are bound by human experience. But this moment, beloved, will be a rebirth. It will. It's not going to be an overnight flip of the switch, but it will be rebirth. What is it that you want to be when you are reborn? Decide and align your thoughts and your actions with that truth. And it will all be worth it. Until next time, beloved, namaste. Hi, my name is Connie, and I wanted to tell you a little bit of my experience and uh, my relationship with Jennifer. Um, when I first met Jennifer, uh, it was a very emotional and um, intense meeting. That day when I had walked in the door, I could feel this charge of uh, emotion and care and kindness. It was nothing short of amazing. Also that day, I received something that I never thought I would ever, ever get. It changed my life, literally. Or that day, when I left, I was a changed person. I had a new outlook on life. I was happier. I felt lighter. It was something I will always be grateful for. Since then, our relationship has changed. It's become one of the most incredible. I'm fighting for the words because I don't know if I can find the words that are big enough to express how much it means to me. You know, excuse me, I'm getting a little verklempt. Um, the things that I've learned about myself, about the world around me, about my spirituality has been priceless and the level of gratitude I have in regards to that is just immeasurable. I don't know how I would go on if, if this relationship wasn't in my life, but I know that I've learned so much that I would be able to go on. So I'm grateful for that too. I became a patron of the podcast because it gave me the opportunity to support and nurture something that nurtures my spirituality and me growing as a person and becoming my best self. I'll always be grateful for it. It'll, it'll continue to go with me throughout the course of the rest of my life. There's so much love that is put into this and supporting its growth will benefit this world. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session, 
however it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.